Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to Surviving Motherhood with Chris and Rachel. We're talking about all things parenting, the mishaps, the struggles, and maybe even some motivation. Grab your coffee. Or wine. And join us for some real talk. Hey everyone, welcome to Surviving Motherhood. We have a very special guest on today and she's here to tell us how to make our homes run more like a business or well-oiled machine. We can <laughs> we can pick her brain about exactly what that looks like in a second. So we have Katie here today. Hi, Katie. Hi, guys. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. We're so glad. Woohoo. Um, yes. So we, you're actually um, overseas, correct? Yeah, I am. I live in Munich, Germany. We moved here about uh, two and a half years ago. Yes. So are you um, getting adjusted to the culture? I I am. Slowly um, but surely. <laughs> like, I feel like it's seasonal. Like we're going through a really hard winter like you guys are as well. And so it is a bit like, oh gosh, what are we doing here? But then spring, summer, I'm like, oh, this is fun. You know, beer gardens and you really embrace the culture a lot more when it's warmer. But I'm a beach yeah. baby by nature. So it's really like, oh. I just feel like these months, the winter months, you just go like, why? Why? Yes. Uh, what is the yes. temp around there in the winter? Um, freezing. Oh, like today, um, like at 10 a.m., it was negative seven Celsius. Nope. Mm -mm. Nope. nope. <laughs> exactly. Like uh, you just yeah, layer not, up not and it. then you just cry. And then it, it just is sad. It's just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's tough. Um, okay. You, you want to talk about getting your kids out the door fast? Like there's just nope. no. You don't. You don't. Because Lots. then they go play in the snow and you're like, just uh, get in the car. It's... Um, uh, we only, snow? yeah, yeah. We only do snow here like once or twice a year, and I, it's it's fun to see them see it for the first time, and then after that, immediately loses appeal because you're constantly uh, drying clothes and getting new clothes, and like, yes, oh yeah, I can I can imagine that as a daily thing would lose its um, funness, excitement. Yes, Come, yeah. yeah, totally. Every year, um, I'm like, oh, the first snow, and then you're like, next. When, when are we going to get flowers? Spring, like spring. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. I could definitely imagine. So how old are your kiddos? So I have a four and a half year old um, and a two year old, both girls. Okay. Um, and they are like the most adventurous. Uh, my two year old is compared sometimes, you know, gender stereotypes like, oh, oh she's like a boy. Uh, yeah. in the German culture. And I'm like, thank you. Okay. <laughs> like, like yes, that. she is the one scaling the playground equipment. That's my child. <laughs> so they, yes. they keep me I've heard a lot. I have all, yes, I have all boys. And a lot of people are like, yeah, like they say boys are easier, but um, <laughs> I beg to differ. You know, <laughs> they're all tough. 
<laughs> yes. And honestly, I, I've said this a million times on the podcast. So our listeners are probably going, we know Rachel, but there's something about that second child. It's like yeah. that, the, they just come out of the womb ready to like test your boundaries. Like, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think it's gender specific. I think it's just that second kid. I think they just are there to shatter anything you thought about parenting. Like Completely. you have a little bit of confidence and that second child is like, wait, mom, wait, I'm about to right. show you what's up. <laughs> Completely. Yes. My, I, my second, my second out of four is probably my craziest. He's not like the fourth is the meanest. He's so mean and he's only 18 months old. <laughs> well, he's gotta be. Yeah, he's gotta one. be. Yeah, that's what everyone said when they say like at we go to a little Bible study and they're like, yeah, he was a little bit mean. And I'm like, he's the youngest of four boys. They're like, oh, yeah, right. it forgives all of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And your second is um, your most boundary testing, I would say. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We call him Wreck-It Beckett because he just is a disaster sometimes. But that is he a has great that nickname. Fun- he has that fun, bubbly personality that everybody loves too. So it balances. Oh yeah, I guess so. Like, hey, I'm a disaster, but, but I'm yeah. funny. But I'll sweet talk you through it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. people love them for short periods of time. <laughs> uh, okay. So tell us a little bit about your business and account and how you got started with it. Yeah. So, um, so by profession, I'm a licensed counselor. Um, And so I created the business over here called Positive Connections. um, And I started doing workshops uh, locally on things like the art of arguing and how to kid-proof your marriage. And even though, like, Munich is a big city, um, but it's not so big that you can't get to, like, workshops. And so many people were interested in them, but they weren't really showing up day of. And I was like, okay, this is not working. This is not how I want to use my time. And then I was like, I'm going to start putting these things online. So then there's like no excuse, right? Like, oh, I really like that idea. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be online. Yeah. So I, I, I started also seeing couples here and working with them on, um, especially like bicultural couples, you know, mm-hmm. in English speaking. I call that like when English is your romantic language, like how you met, how you talk to each other. Um, there's not a whole lot of services over here. And uh, we're, I think, over 25% of the population in Munich. So it was greatly needed. Um, and so I started working with them and I started meeting a lot of moms, um, naturally as well, because I was pregnant when we came over here and I started hearing the same exact complaints and stories from my mom friends in the States. And I was like, wait, so this isn't just like an American thing. Like these are people from like Africa, Australia, South America, all throughout Europe having the same problems. And I was like, wait, we all feel like like mom brain and like you lose <laughs> all your confidence and all your ability. And like, how are we successful at work and not here? And it hit me like, what is, this is, this is just a mom thing, kind of like mm-hmm. a rite of passage is this questioning of ourselves and we have to find ourselves again. And um, I created the From Stay at Home Mom to Chief Household Officer program because I just said there's, there's no way we lost all of those skills as soon as the baby came out of us. There's it just feels no way. Like, no, I totally get where I totally get that point of view because it just feels like, wait, I, I, I can't. I have so many things to focus on at once, and it's like, how do you do? Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it like it, we know it changes the chemical makeup of your brain. Anxiety is higher, sleep deprivation, but truly, 
how, like, I really, I mean, this is how the program was started because I was crying to my husband, like, I had a private practice. Like, what is wrong with me? And I can't figure out what dinner's going to be and how to clean that, you know, like, and laundry. And because I wasn't oh, using yeah. that mindset in business at mm-hmm. home. It feels like it, the, it's a lower stakes, you know, day-to-day routine, like what am I going to make for dinner? What time should I put them down for nap? All that. And we're used to making the higher, you know, reasoning decisions and those were easier. And then we're getting at this lower level thing and every afternoon, if I don't know what's for dinner at four o'clock, I'm like, well, I guess we won't eat. Right. (laughs) There's no way I can decide what's for dinner tonight. That's way too much. (laughs) Or you go to the grocery store and panic and go like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, exactly. Too many choices. How will I ever gather all the ingredients to put together? Right. (laughs) I don't even make it to the grocery store before I I'm like just sitting down with the list and I'm like, nope, I can't. I don't know how to make a list. Yeah. Yes. So I, with our first child, I was just, I'm just crying. And my husband is like, you need a title. And I was like, cause he knows me. I am a little bit type <laughs> A and like to be important. And he's like, yes. need a title. and he's like, we're going to call you chief household officer. And I was like, I like this. What does it entail? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is my, what are my new duty? Right. Exactly. Like what are the perks to this? Because, you know, I really, all I hear is responsibility. Yes. Um, and then we moved here and uh, then I started meeting these moms and yeah, and last, literally last January, I sat down and wrote out the program in a matter of like two weeks because I was like, there's just something, there's just something here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, came, come out of the fog uh, of breastfeeding my second was like, okay, I can kind of think a little clearer. And we were on vacation for a week. Uh, it's very popular here to have family hotels where it's like all inclusive and they have childcare. And all of a sudden I didn't have to take care of meals. I didn't have to oh. clean, you know, and I could think, and it just came out of me. It was like wildfire, just all of it. Um, I started talking to friends about it. I was like, Hey guys, this is my idea. Like, I'm going to teach you how to run your home like a business. And I'm going to call you a chief household officer. And they're like, sign me up. And I was like, okay, that's sweet. They're like, no. Like we were just fighting about this yesterday. <laughs> I was like, yes. okay. And yeah, my first beta group was half of my friends uh, that were like, heard it and said hundred percent I'm in and then half who'd heard through the grapevine. Um, and it was just a great, yeah, from there, it was like the next beta group to kind of say, okay, can I do this online? Can I do it internationally? Um, different time zones. And that went really well. And we just kept moving forward. Um so it's, yeah, it's, that is, I would say my heart uh, right now is just helping moms because I ended up creating a working mom version because of course, you know, mm-hmm. here you get a year off of mother time where you get to like have your baby and take a break for a year and you're paid <laughs> and then you go back to work. That is something y- the U.S. is behind because Canada does that also. And I'm just like, okay, we get six weeks maternity right. leave. Most developed US, countries typically. do that. I don't know what, why. Well, I mean, I know a lot of, what, I know a lot of reasons is? why we're behind, but um, yeah. that's definitely one of them. That I don't know why we haven't even. It's like we're not even trying to catch up. Like six weeks right. is insane. You don't even know it, your baby at that point. I mean, you do, but you know what I mean. You haven't gotten a groove to add, uh, you know, eight hours a day away from them. Whew. Yikes. Right. Well, and you go, your body goes to this, like, we're going to call it a beautiful trauma. 
in six, in, in six <laughs> yeah. weeks, you're not recovered. Sorry. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so, so the, you get a year off here, but the reality is you get so in your zone that going back to work becomes scary and you feel like you're not worthy and you're not capable. So I created the working mom version. Cause I was like, okay, you're going back to work. And like, how do you still meal plan? How do you balance it all? How do you look at outsourcing? Like, um, and so that, that can yes. probably, it was, my first beta group was this past October, um, for that. So, and then you get the, well, I'm not a mom. I'd like a version. I have the empty nesters. I'd like a version. <laughs> and I said, you know what guys? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just, just find a niche. Take find one them. of them and just knock out the mom part or the that the kids are home with yes. you. you know? yeah, <laughs> like just scratch it out and keep going. It's the same. Yeah. It's, it's similar info. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what's the first step that a mom can take to gain control of her household? So for m- my opinion is you've got to kick the, the leader side of you in gear and really purposely plan. And so I teach that you've got like a leader side and a manager side. Because if you think of it like a CEO, you're kind of both. Um, you've got to be constantly mm-hmm. looking at the different things. Um, and so what I mean by the, your leader side is like really st- stop putting out the fires and sit down and create a plan. Like what will meal planning actually look like? Do I want to do it every Sunday? Do I want to do it once a month? Do I want to do it once every two weeks? Like really create a plan. Okay. And then how do I want to start to really schedule our days? So once you really sit down and it's like a business, like how, okay, what is my business structure? And you know, what is our, our mission statement? I have in the program, I have you go through the mission statement, your personal mission statement. Cause I think we need to know what our values are, what, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. And then your family one. Um, so for me, you gain control by actually having a plan yeah. and like knowing every, every detail. Laundry. Do I want to be doing laundry every day? Do I want to do it twice, no. twice a week? You know, like, but pick the days, create yes. the systems instead of the systems being like, ah, and creating a, a stressed out parent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's I've recently so moved to one laundry day a week and I love it. I mean, we're only a four yeah. person family. So, I mean, the laundry doesn't, I mean, it's manageable at once a week and that's my day to do laundry and I don't touch it any other day because I hate it so much. It's like, I know that I have that one day, that's my laundry day. I have to do laundry a lot that day, but then I'm done. So right. yeah. <laughs> that's what works for me. And having that as a plan has been so like, you know, there's been baubles. Okay. I haven't done it perfectly, but you know, having that idea, like I just pick up back on it. I do a couple of extra loads over the week and then I pick back on it up on it later. So yeah. that's, been, yeah. that's been super helpful developing a plan for that. So I totally, I, I thrive with that kind of structured um, organization, but Okay. So let's get the kids involved. What is the best way to like, how do you recommend teaching that responsibility and how you get them regularly contributing to the household? So I've learned so much here in Germany because they're really big about kids learning at a young age, how to start to be self-sufficient. And for me as an outsider, it was like, whoa, I don't think they're ready to be doing those things, you know, like ready to go ahead and be cleaning up the table at two years old and Mm -hmm. putting their stuff away and then it was like watching them and how, how much pride they took in taking care of themselves and being a part of like a team. And I started to incorporate that at home. So each kid has a chore. Um, and it's not a question. It's part like we all have a chore. It's part of being a part of a family. It's teamwork makes the dream work. I mean, my four and a half year old literally will say this once a week. Teamwork makes dream work, mom. I'm like, yes. 
(laughs) I will say that till the end because it's just about teaching them that this is a team you want to be a part of. Your family is this great, you know, like I love to promote family meetings because it gets everybody on the same page. It gets them excited about it. I have a friend who every birthday, the child gets an extra chore and they actually ask for it. They're like, what's our chore this year? Like they get excited because it's a responsibility that makes them feel more important in the home. And it's all about how you- Oh, my daughter has a birthday in a week. Hey, (laughs) think about what it'll be. Exactly. How do you explain hmm. it? That you just say like, you have this amazing responsibility now to take care of setting the table so that we all get to eat. And if you don't, like we don't get to eat. I think it's how we frame it. It's I think it's about the teamwork aspect. Um, And you make it this fun, like, yeah, like this is, you know, it's fun. We show kids that chores are dreadful and we hate doing them and they're, oh, and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And then they're not going to. But I look at these school systems here and I'm like, these kids are taking care of themselves and doing so well. And they like it because it's a sense of pride. Like, oh, you can't dress yourself already? Oh, I'm already doing it. <laughs> like, yes. You know? Like, yeah. yeah. Competition like, really good. Competition really gets them going. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You set the timer. Like, you know, play fun music, whatever it needs to be. But those are the things like, where responsibility becomes a cool thing Mm -hmm. to do. I think that's important. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. And just the ownership of it. My boys love whenever they can really own like something that they Yeah, totally. Totally. What are, what are some methods that you recommend to keep the household organized? This is a good question. Um, So the very first thing, and I know everybody's gonna be like, what? You really need to completely declutter your home. Because you, you'll just be like skimming the surface constantly and just feel even more frustrated. Um, that's, you know, the Marie Kondo show is huge right now. Like people are all about decluttering, but like taking, you know, purposely taking a couple weekends in a month and going, I'm really going to just get the home into a state that I want it in. Then creating that mm-hmm. teamwork dynamic again, we're all going to be putting our things away or at the end of the day, you know, helping out. And then I don't know if you guys are familiar with the laundry basket method, um, but taking a laundry basket and going into one room of your home and everything that doesn't belong in that room, putting it in the laundry basket. So don't leave the room and go put it, you know, oh, let me go put this away and think of 10 more projects. Everything goes in the laundry yes, basket. Yes, I do. I'm the worst yes. at that. You, that's the mental load. And then I'm like, wait, where was I? What was <laughs> exactly. I doing? What room was I <laughs> yes. in? So you've got that cue, that mental cue. I've got my laundry basket. And then everything in the room that's supposed to be there, you put it away into its quote home. And that's a good thing with teaching kids too. Like what's it, where's its home? Where does it belong? Then you move to the next room adjacent to it. And you go through every single room of your house with this laundry basket, kind of putting, you know, in and out where things are supposed to be all the way to back to the very first room. And I'm telling you at the end of the day, if you do that before getting on your couch, like things are put away and you can involve the kids in it because it's like, fun again, you know, like but how many things are going to be in the laundry basket this time? Or, or what, how many things did we like kind of leave out over the day? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you just have to change those habits of, well, I'm just too tired. I, you know, I'd rather just yes. lay down instead of, or oh, so hard. <laughs> I know. And, but really you'll find it's like 15, 20 minutes in our minds. These projects are way bigger than they actually end up being. You know, yeah. like once you actually clean up the kitchen, it's like it took you seven minutes, but it looks like a 30 minute project. Yeah. Um, yes. And at the end of the day, I always feel like my husband is not the husband who cares. 
you know, some people's husband like expects to come home and it look like stuff is done. Uh, my house could look like it blew up and my husband does not care. So I have to motivate my own self to, to be like, it. look what I did, yeah. you know, cause he's, he doesn't really, not that he's, I'm not saying he's ungrateful or anything. He just doesn't really notice. And so always at the end of the day, if I can be like, I did five loads of laundry and clean the kitchen and did the dishes. And you know, then I just feel like I've been at yes. work and I've really earned, earned my stay at home mom. Stay yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like yeah. you have rocked it as a CHO on that yeah. day. Like you've really owned yes. your home. And um, it's just getting in the yeah. groove of doing that regularly that I'm sure makes all the difference as far as long-term um, habit forming goes. <laughs> totally. Totally. Here they have funny term for it they say basically don't give in to your schweinhund your pig dog side the lazy side <laughs> and I love that because as soon that is so I like picture it I picture it. as soon as I'm about to be like oh god I don't want to do that right now like I picture this like pig dog like you know thing and I'm like no not giving into it <laughs> like I'm not gonna yeah, be that you kind of go it it feels so much better to lay on the couch and actually breathe in the room you're in versus be like oh god look at all the projects I have to get done tomorrow yes yes absolutely that is a hundred percent where um I struggle um and then I sit down and I can't get back up and I just sit there and worry about all the stuff I have to do and yeah all that fun stuff. Um, I had something to add to that. Um, the one, have you heard about, I'm sure you have the one minute rule. That's one thing that has really helped me. It's like, if this task is going to take less than one minute, yes. never put it off. Never. Yes. Like if you're, if it, you need to go put your coffee cup in the sink, that takes less than one minute, go do it now. Cause if yeah. you add it all up at the end of the day, it's going to be 25, 30 minutes. But if you consistently choose, to put things back and like reorganize or whatever it may be. If it takes less than a one minute, you go ahead, do it right then. And then your to-do list at the end of the day is shorter. So I, I totally. try to stick with that. Um, and it's made a huge difference, but obviously there are, it's, it's the days that, you know, I have seven errands to run and 20 places to be, and then I have to drop off something at the school. And then, and then I get home and my, my house, it looks like there's a tornado. And then I'm like, Oh, I'll never be able to recover. <laughs> right. right. Like, uh, this is just so much. Yeah. Throw yeah. me off track. But, um, say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So we kind of we kind of talked about this a little bit already, but what are some of the small daily tasks that help you um, help anyone run a more a more efficient household? The laundry basket method for sure. Hundred percent. I love yes. that. Yes, um, I love sitting down Sunday at some point and setting the plan for the week. Like mm-hmm. going ahead and knowing, man, did I schedule too many appointments this week or too many play dates or you know, like really looking at the week and going like, do I need to adjust something? Then I say with purposeful planning every morning, just like at a company, you have a morning meeting with yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me look at the day ahead. What can I, do I need to restructure things, change things up? Or, you know, how can this day be successful? Um, And I've had some moms tell me that they love to do like an evening review for the next day, like what's, what's coming the next day. Um, But for me, the morning is like, okay, I'm up, I'm ready. Let me look at the day okay, I need to cancel that. I need to reschedule that or whatever. Always remember that you have more control of your schedule than you feel. Yes. And so I think that is a daily yeah, thing you need to be doing is looking over that. Um, this sounds, it's not really necessarily like a task of action, uh, but effective communication, like oh, with your yes. partner, with whomever is helping you or not helping, you know, like just effectively communicate. It can be a family app it can, where you like put your to-do list. It can be a text message. It can, whatever method that you and your partner use, if they're helping you with the home, um, yes. like you need to. And, and the one minute rule, I usually use the two minute rule, but either. Like those are my, <laughs> those are my, like, like those are the, <laughs> you give us a whole right, extra I give minute. You another minute to, you know, even knock mm-hmm. out half the rest of the list. Yes. Um, but I, it's really just about remembering that your home is your business and you're the entrepreneur of it. And so what do you want it to look like? Like, you know, my how hus- is it going to be successful? Yeah, I love my that. husband and I actually, um, when my f- daughter first started Mother's Day out when she was two, she was going twice a week and we had the conversation of like, I was having one of those drowning weeks where I just felt like it was right before she started. And I was like, I, I, I can't do all this. I, I know I should be able to, but at this moment, I can't do all this. Like these are mm-hmm. all the jobs that nobody else wants to do. And I feel real sorry for myself because nobody wants to get up and clean the floor and vacuum out the cat. Like nobody wants to do that. Not one person. So I was right. having like a full pity party. And he said, you know, it's like, I know you, I, I, I know. And I was like, I don't want to not stay at home with her. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to make all this connect and me feel good about it. And he was like, at yes. a certain point, you have to decide that this is your job and you have to take pride in it. And I was like, yeah. and I didn't take offense to that. I wanted to take offense to that. But at the same time, I was like, Ooh, he, I, I don't know if that's a burn or <laughs> right. Right. Like what do you, or what that is. <laughs> Like, hold on. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I just was like, okay, well, can you start Mother's Day out so I can do have more time at my job? You know, I feel like there's such a pressure to get on the floor and play with your kids now, you know, and I want to do that. But balancing all that, oh, I just. Yes. That is what's so hard. It's like, okay, you try taking the kids to work Uh with you. And see how much right. you get done. Yeah. You know, it's like it's really hard to do both at the like same how many time. Emails do you knock out on your list when you've got kids going, "Mama, mama, mama"? <laughs> like, exactly. Papa, Papa, Papa. My yeah. husband and I are the worst about. Um, I'm bad at answering my phone. Like, I won't put it back on loud, and I won't pay attention. 
it. And, you know, of course I find myself on my phone way too much. So my husband's like, okay, so how are you on your phone so much and also completely unreachable? And I'm like, ah, it's because my head's in 20 different places. And then I I stayed overnight. I took an overnight trip and every time I would text or call, he wouldn't answer. And I was like, (laughs) um, excuse me. Yep. That's how that works. So do you recommend outsourcing help? And if so, what are the best tasks that you outsource? So I do. But what you have to do is look at your budget first. Um, And I think that's so important. But here's the thing. Like very often we immediately go, no, because that's going to cost a whole lot. My friend decided uh, she's a working mom. She decided to go ahead and like outsource laundry to a Mm. laundry service. All of their laundry. There's, There's four of them. She saves money. Water, wow. electricity, laundry detergent, like all the stuff, all yeah, of that. She, she literally watched because she's very good with her money. And she looked for like a month. And then the second month, she's like, oh, my God, we're saving money. That is and I was amazing. Like, that's awesome. So do we have those here? Yeah, that's Rachel? here. That's, that's here. Well, or, sorry, they're in the States. That's there in the States. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. we can take, what? Uh, we don't, where we live, we don't have like, in bigger cities, they have like a, a pickup service, which I mean, there may be one here, <laughs> but you can drop, I mean, any nicer laundromats, you can drop off your clothes and they will do them and you come back and pick them up. And they're folded. Yeah. Game what? changer. That's, that's Game how changer. I grew up. Yeah. You know that mind blown emoji? That's what's happening. Yes, I grew up um, with not good water. We had well water at the time. So we, and we lived far outside of town. So once a week, we would drive 20 minutes, drop our laundry off, come back the next day, pick it up. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. So those are things where immediately you know this is going to cost, but you have to look at what it is you're saving. Yes, it might be your own time, but also financially, you might be saving. Um, so I I also say like ordering your groceries online, like here you can't go and pick them up. They either deliver them for a fee or they'll have them in the store and you have to go inside and get them. I know, uh, when I lived in the States that you could like order and they'll bring it to your car. I think that to me is a form Mm -hmm. of outsourcing. Like, you know, I'm not having to go down every single aisle and find the item. Yes. I must have to you know do it on app on my phone, but I tend to buy less that way. I know some people are like scroll every page. I don't have time to do that. So I'm like, milk, yeah. check. Yeah, no, me <laughs> either. Like check. type in exactly yeah. what you need and add yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I saw so I buy less. So I'm saving money there. Um, and then if truly you guys are talking about like, you know, you feel like you've got to entertain your kids and play with them and then also try to get things done. I am so supportive of having a babysitter or a mommy's helper like be here in the home while I'm trying to get things done for short amounts of time, you know, like a couple hours a week. Um, if you can afford that and also just for your own self-care, like go out and have coffee without the kids, like go yes. and, and go for a walk, <laughs> you know, be outside and just breathe <laughs> without yes. being nagged. Yes. The beauty of going... Rachel and I try to use each other for oh, that. Like, hey, you, can you take can you take the kids for a couple minutes today yes. or whatever? You know, just like, I had a I huge to do list today. So last night I um, texted Chris and I was like, "Hey, do you want to hang out with Lawson for two hours tomorrow morning?" Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> like, please. <laughs> yes, it, I mean, because he is he does not. Um, he is one of those kids who requires supervision. <laughs> He's my second child. My first child, like I could um, put out a box of toys that she forgot she had and she would have just like, you know, banged them against each other for two hours. (laughs) This child, not so much. So I'm like, hey, you want my baby? 
Right, please. <laughs> please. Yeah. He's real cute, but he's awful. So just have fun with that. Um, but yeah, and we also use each other to find that friend that you can go like tonight. We've already planned it. We told our husbands like we're going after bedtime and we're going to grab dessert and a drink. So, yes. um, you know, use that friend that, you know, needs a break, too. And you can lean on each other and it can be like an hour. Like it doesn't have to be like a life changing, um, <laughs> you know like experience a concert. It doesn't have to be anything big. It can be just like meeting at the closest restaurant and sitting while no right. one talks. <laughs> right. Right. Where you just kind yeah. of go like, I can't think right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, no mommy, please. please. <laughs> my, so my favorite thing when I can get out of the house is like how fast I can get in the car and out of the car. It's amazing mm -hmm. to me. I'm yes. like, You're that like, took wow. 15 seconds. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You know, <laughs> nobody said the right. same this. Yeah. Oh, okay. So how do you recommend involving your spouse in managing the home? So this is a hot topic because, um, this is actually one of the biggest complaints in my, uh, Facebook group. I had the chief household officer group. They're constantly like, how do I get my partner on board? Um, the biggest tip I can give you, and this is as a couples therapist, very often we get married or we partner up and we don't start talking about we goals. It's always like, I want this and I want that. And, you know, okay, we are going to have kids. That's great. Okay. And then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You have to sit down and say like, what are our we goals? What do we want our home to look like? What do we want meals to look like at the end of the day? Like what are our expectations? Because and what happens is there's no communication about it. And one assumes from the other, you know, well, I assumed you wanted this. No, I never said that. And then it's like years kind of gone of expectations that weren't real expectations. Um, so you have to sit down and create we goals because that involves, again, that teamwork mentality of like, he is just as much a part of this, of this home, of how things are going to run as you are. Um, and I really encourage couples to plan together, like plan the week together. Um, yes, a lot of times the stay-at-home mom is the one like managing it on their own, but the, the planning it, sometimes our spouses have some amazing ideas of how to organize things. And we don't want to tell them in the moment, but it's truly like, whoa, that's a game changer. I never thought about doing it that way. Um, and so we need our co-CHO in that moment. Um, so that I would say that's the hugest thing is like sitting down. Then once you start to do those family meetings, they feel like they're a part of it. Um, and my next step would be ask them how they actually want their to-do list items. Like, do they want it in a list form? So my second tip would be to ask them how they want their like to-do list items to show up. Do they want it on an actual list? Um, would they prefer it to be on like a family app? Do they want an email sent to them? Um, do they need 30 minutes after coming home before you give them that list? <laughs> like really ask yeah. how, how, and be respectful of that. Just like you, you're in your job and all the time. Just, so you don't want them to come home and be like, and here's another 10 things to do. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is the list that like they need you to do for them. No, is that what like, you're talking about? You, yeah. List? You creating a kind of, we call it a honey-do list back where I grew up. The honey-do okay, list. Yes. You know, like, yes. yes. We, we have those. Yeah. <laughs> but, but respectfully asking how they want to receive that list. And really when you start doing the family meeting and you talk about what needs to get done and who's going to do what, that kind of already starts to happen. It's already like, okay, I'll take care of the yeah. trash or this week we're going to do this. Um, 
and just be specific and telling them what you need and less emotional. We get into the whole, um, I just need you to help out more. Like, why don't you see, like, why do you step over the toys? Why don't you just put them away instead of, honey, mm-hmm. do you mind picking up those Legos and putting them in the box? Just cut the emotion out. It really, it's more stressful for us than it is helping. Yes, that is true. It's so hard to do, like to not, especially I have learned if I just say it like before I've, it's yeah. built up because once it's like spews out and I'm like, and last week you blah, blah, you <laughs> right. know, he's like, oh, okay, why didn't you just say something? Yeah, then? they're so you caught know? off guard. And I, you know, I, I'm, I see this in our couples therapy sessions where I just go like, okay, we got to work on y'all's com- communication. It, it comes down to communication. Because the emotions take mm-hmm. over and then the communication stops. Yes, absolutely. Like I had, I had to have the come to Jesus meeting with my husband recently. I've been taking on more f- like freelance um, clients and it's been great, but I had to have the sit down and be like, okay, like don't, you have to communicate with me if, you know, something, if you need, if you need me doing more of this, like my time is, you know, differently dispersed now. So like, yeah. So let me know if if laundry's falling behind or something before you like choose to get angry about it. Just like let's talk about it. Like things are going. It's an adjustment period, and things are going to look different. And uh, if you don't talk to me about what is like kind of you know you feel like is on the back burner, then I'm not going to know because I'm busy. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not paying attention to that. I've got other yes. things. Like totally. I have. I would be doing it if I knew it was on the back burner, but I can't, I can't, there's so many pots. I can't balance them all. I've moved some off the stove. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Every Monday night I meet with my husband, we call it a couple's check-in and we just talk about the week, what's coming, what we need to do. It's kind of separate from a family meeting because it's really maybe some of the conversations only we need to be having. Um, -hmm. And we, we also check in on how we're doing like, Hey, you know, this, this week's going to be really stressful at work uh, for him. Like he might share that with me and I'll, I'll kind of know. Okay. So that means he might come home, not in the best mood at times. He doesn't need a honey do list as soon as he walks in the door, you know, right. um, it's a really good time. It's, it's just building the friendship too, in that respect. Yeah, absolutely. So what was the hardest part for you of managing your household like a business? I I still look at a cluttered space. Like, you know, we had guests over last night for um, dinner and we just kind of decided, let's just put it all in the kitchen. We'll deal with it tomorrow kind of thing. And I came into the kitchen this morning and was like, oh my God, this is going to take me forever. So I... I yeah, like exactly, why did I do that? I catastrophize in my mind projects to be way longer And so now I know to just like take that deep breath, accept the feeling of overwhelm, because if I fight it and avoid it, like, then it's, as you said, like 45 minutes of work later and versus five to 10 and just start with the first thing, unload the dishwasher, put the dishes in, like, just like you would tell a kid how to clean the room. You don't, you know, you tell a five-year-old, go clean your room. It's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But if you go, okay, put the books on the bookshelf put the toys in the box, then like you need that too. We as adults still need to compartmentalize and go, it's the same at at a traditional workplace. I'm going to check my emails and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. Um, It helps Mm -hmm. you, but overwhelm. I mean, yeah, that's still, I think that's just a natural response for any of us when we look at one huge project and go, it's all on me. Like I've got got Mm -hmm. to do this. Yeah, (laughs) It's so so interesting because I've never, I do that to my kids all the time where I'm like, Okay, well, just go pick up the Legos then. And then, uh, and I've just never, 
like pep talked my own yeah. self like that. I need to start. Okay, okay, Chris, just just do the dishes. Yep. You know, don't look at anything else. I like almost need a blindfold on though, Blinders, like to because like, I will just horses that wear the. <laughs> I can't see anything on yes, the sides. I need those. Oh, yeah. Yes, because I'm definitely like as I'm doing the dishes, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot to da 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 da, you know, and then I never finish, and then that's half done. It's like yes. oh, so yes, hard. and it's like we get it in our heads. I'm so bad about just try saying I'm going to tackle the room. Like, oh, I'm going to go clean the bedroom. It's like, no, first I need to make the bed. Then I need to make sure the nightstands yes. are cleaned off. Then I need to make sure the clothes on the uh, clothes chair <laughs> are folded and put away. You know, it's yes. like you can't just go clean the bedroom because you can't clean it all at the same time. So yeah, right. absolutely. You got to mm -hmm. think of it as like a first, next, last. <laughs> totally, totally, yes. completely compartmentalize it. Um, yes. And it, yeah, I think that's a huge, I think that is one of the number one things of why it's so hard for us when we stay at home. Um, because home has been a place of relaxation, like our, our whole mm -hmm. lives pretty much. And then now it's our workplace as CHOs. And so it is overwhelming. And you just exactly that. Okay, I've got to make the bed. And now I've got to do it. like just compartmentalize it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so now we have some mom questions for you. We ask these to all of our guests that are moms. And so the first one is, what is your biggest mom thing? What's your biggest mom worry? What keeps you up at night? <laughs> like what keeps me up at night? Oh, gosh. Um, so when I was first a mom, I was the like nap time needs to happen at this time. Bedtime needs to happen at this time. And I was so scared of my daughter getting sick. And, you know, and then the second kid comes and you're like, well, <laughs> here goes that. <laughs> but internally, I think something that has stuck is I kind of have like the perfect storm anxiety. Like my child is going to jump in such a way off the couch and hit the corner of the coffee table in such a way that's going to cause this huge, like I, I just catastrophize in my head. How like they're going to, this horrible thing will happen. And I really try to bite my tongue because I know that, you know, the chances are usually low and they, they need to, you know, you don't need to jump on the couch, but I don't need to freak out. So I, I really try to keep myself in check. Um, but I'm so good at like picturing the worst case scenario happening and then like freaking out inside. Yeah. And then kids add to that. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, because they're like, oh, I see that anxiety inside of you. <laughs> I'm going to trumpet with yes. this. <laughs> yes. So what is your favorite way to relax at the end of a long day? I love laughing. Um, that uh, my husband and I will watch a, a comedy on Netflix or share funny stories. Like laughing to me is the best way to de-stress. Um, and it's, if I can do that every night, some, something where I watch a funny YouTube video or something to just make me like, it kind of cleans your mind of, of the day of the stress to just be able to laugh at the end of the day and go like, okay, well, things must not be that bad. <laughs> I'm able to yes. laugh at this yes. stupid joke or whatever. Um, that's yeah. Cause I was thinking, you know, sometimes it's taking a bath, but the thing I do the most is laugh at the end of the day. Yes. I love that. We yeah. always watch a comedy at night. Like I can't even, or if we watch something that's dramatic, I'm like, okay, well now we have to watch an episode of the office to balance it out. Palette right. Out. You can't go to bed with that in your mind. <laughs> you yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. I watched um, a horrible show on Netflix that my mother-in-law told me to watch the other night. It was so disturbing. Abducted in plain sight. It was terrifying. Oh my gosh. Don't, uh, don't. It was the okay, weirdest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it's not like gory or anything, but it was just like mentally it messed me up. And so my husband's like, are you ready to go to bed? I'm like, no, I can't. No. <laughs> I'm not going to be 
be able to. This is terrifying. I'm going to dream about this. So we had to watch a few episodes of funny stuff first. Um, so what is your biggest mom tip or mom advice that we give to a brand new mom? Um, so I would say my biggest mom tip is to find play groups uh, for your like child's age. So whether it be your local library, community center, go to them and look for those other moms who are sort of like quiet to themselves, maybe just looking at their kid the whole time because they're, they're shy and go say hi and introduce mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. and say will you be will yes. you be here next week and like start to build a friendship because so often we are uh, I'd say all of us I'm gonna say all of us are isolated <laughs> and lonely and feel like there's no one and we're doing it to ourselves we're telling us ourselves these things it's all hormonal and even if you're not an extrovert just go find that one other mom who looks like they just need someone to give them a smile and be like hi you know I'm my name's Katie my, my daughter's this age. What's your child's name and age? And, and do exactly what you'd want the first day of school, of a new school. You know, you'd want somebody to come up to you and say hi and, and, and introduce themselves and get to know you. I think that's the biggest tip I can give you as a new mom. Like, don't be afraid to go talk to the other. They're not going to judge you. Mm -hmm. They're probably just as scared as you. And they're going to be your, your tribe, your, your mom squad. They're going to be the people you spend time with because they're going to understand how you feel. Um, I think that's, that's huge. We, we need that village around us. And it starts with you actually getting outside your comfort zone and, and going and saying hi to someone and smiling and saying, I'll see you next week. Like same yes. time, same place. And if you get lucky, your kids break the ice for you. That happens. Sometimes. When totally. your kids start talking, you can be like, oh, is your, is your son too? You know, and then right. you can, you can, you can use them. They, they make good little conversation pieces. Yeah. They're yeah. so scared They're good of each other. But like back at college, I would have never been afraid to go talk to them and be like, hey, you want to be friends? Or like, hey, do you want to go yeah. do this? Like, I don't know why when we become moms, it's like, oh God, it's so awkward to go talk to them. No, they're going through exactly the same things as us. You know, they're losing yeah. their hair. They've got <laughs> milk coming out of their nipples. They're, you know, they're back. Yes. Like they're tired. Why are we not talking together? Like, yes, you, know? you could spend so. a whole conversation complaining about your child's sleep habits. Like hundred percent. Like, <laughs> like that's that no brainer. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to worry about talking about the weather. You've got real topics. Exactly. Katie, thank you so much for coming on today. Of course. I enjoyed it. Thank you guys. Thank you. So yeah, where can awesome. everybody find you on social media and where can they find your more information about your course? Yes. Yeah, so um, if you want to join um, my Facebook group, it's called Chief Household Officers. Um, so you'll find my Facebook page as well. Um, but as far as just website, it's positive-connections.com. Um, and from there, you're able to find the program as well because it has its own website. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Pinterest. Um, and with Instagram, it's from S-A-H-M-T-O-C-H-O. Um, and I like to post fun things on there and silly things. And then the web course itself, all of the programs and courses are on Thinkific. Um, and it's just easier to go to the Positive Connection site to find that. Okay, great. And we'll, of course, have links to all of Katie's information on our site, survivingmotherhoodpodcast.com, and also on our Instagram at Surviving Motherhood Podcast. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, good luck surviving motherhood. 